Jaram Jashalakaya Chakshurun Militang Jaina Tasmai Shigurabe Namaha Mukankaroti Rachalam Pangum Langhayate Gidim Jatkapa Tamahang Bande Shigurun Dinataranam Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Skapitam Yena Putale Swayam Rupa Kadamanam Vancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindho Vyavicha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Ha, uh, good morning, afternoon, and or evening, depending on where everybody is. Um, this is our last session discussing the Rasa Panchajayi, or the five chapters that it, um, address Krishna's uh, rasa dance with the gopis. And these are chapters 29 through 33 in the 10th canto. And um, this is um, a very confidential and um, important part um, of Srimad Bhagavatam. It's um, not, um, uh, especially among those uh, following line of Bhakti Vino Thakur and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. It's not something uh, freely discussed, but um, we undertook uh, this discussion um, at the suggestion, at the request uh, of our friend Padmanabha Maharaj um, for Kartik. Um, I, I noted uh, the other day um, the other evening here when um, I was uh, doing an online session of reading um, and discussing uh, the nectar of devotion and the Bhakti Rasamri to Sindhu together with a few devotees, um, I had mentioned that um, uh, I was chanting Gopi Gita, the 31st chapter, and the chapter we discussed last week, uh, with some uh, younger devotees here. And one of my friends said, uh, he found it interesting. He said that, that I think the way he put it was interesting that you're reading Gopi Gita to these devotees. And I said, I told him, no, um, I'm not reading Gopi Gita to anybody, but for, I don't remember how many years now, probably <clears throat> 10 or more years, um, I um, have made that part of my um, activities during Kartik. Kartik is Radharani's month. And uh, so we uh, add, at least my practice has been to add things to my sadhana for that month that are uh, especially meant to um, make an appeal for Radha's mercy. <clears throat> and that has been among um, the um, the things that uh, that I've ha have added um, to my practice during Kartik for, for as I've said for several years, and this year I um, there are a few young devotees here at the Honolulu Temple who seem to have I don't know some affection for me, a little attachment for me, and <clears throat> so I asked them um, just before Kartik began if they would like to join me, and there are a couple who were quite faithful, uh, one in particular who never missed a day, chanted with me um, um, every 
morning or, e or evening, depending. We had to schedule it differently according to different things that were going on here at the temple, um, during, especially during Kartik. And uh, this one devotee never missed a night. Um, actually, I felt that this devotee followed the, um, accepted the rut with me. So I told him, this is just something that, you know, that I do. And these other devotees, uh, you know, we just chant, it's a meditation. So we chant, we, we, we spend 15 minutes um, each day meditating on the gopis' uh, magnificent kirtan, um, unparalleled kirtan, unparalleled glorifications um, of Krishna from so many different angles. Um, and as we saw last week, um, so many different angles that also could be seen as criticism of Krishna or complaints or even accusations as we see in the um, in the second verse. And we'll take a, a, a quick look at one of the other verses in a little while. <clears throat> so today I want to wrap up by um, looking uh, briefly, and that's all we can do in the time that we have, um, briefly at the last two chapters where um, Krishna uh, rejoins the gopis after having abandoned them. Um, leaving them searching frantically for him, babbling. Okay. Um, um, babbling incoherently uh, as, um, as uh, our Guru Maharaj uh, says in his aesthetic Vedanta. So, um, um, so today, now he, uh, Krishna has rejoined the gopis, hearing their piteous cries, as we saw last week in, in that wonderful um, illustration that uh, Mahabir Swami did for the cover of Aesthetic Vedanta, um, which is actually designed so cleverly that the dust jacket um, conceals everything except Krishna. He can, and we see that. Krishna is peeking from behind the tree under which um, some of the gopis are seated as they um, engage in uh, their wonderful kirtan. And um, Krishna's been listening. He's been hearing uh, very attentively. And now, drawn by their cries, um, he has rejoined them. And um, they're, of course, very happy to see him. At first, they're they're so um, oh, they're so immersed in their tears that they're not aware that Krishna has actually rejoined them. And then, um, when everyone is able to collect themselves a little bit, uh, the Manjaris arrange a seat for Krishna by laying down their chadars and um, you know making a nice seat for him. And um, I think rather than <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Rather than um, uh, read uh, from the Bhagavatam too much from this section, although there there are many uh, wonders to discover there. The verse, some some of the verses are quite wonderful, but I thought, <clears throat> in the interest of time and uh, and considering um, our particular audience. Uh, which is uh, composed of devotees who have uh, an appreciation for um, our Swami Tripurari and his writing. I thought instead 
um, I would share um, the way he presents it in, um, in Aesthetic Vedanta. And so um, I'll just, I'll read a few paragraphs and, and uh, maybe stop and discuss along the way, or um, we'll see how I feel, maybe just discuss um, after I read this um, one section. <clears throat> so Krishna uh, has been seated. Um, Rinda Devi has orchestrated everything and um, everything is be being arranged and Krishna started to joke with the manjuris. Now, the manju uh, Swami Tripurari Maharaj writes, the manjuris of Radha, although very pleased with Krishna's talks, indicated that before the rasa dance could proceed, Krishna needed to explain himself. So we heard last week um, how um, upset uh, the gopis were um, with Krishna for having um, uh, lured them out into the forest in the middle of the night. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then having dumped them, having uh, abandoned them, left them behind, first uh, going off with Radha. Uh, and then they found that uh, uh, Radha herself had been abandoned uh, by Krishna. Now, no one's named in the verses. Um, but we um, are able to see through the, um, the commentaries of, of our acharyas, such as Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, Srila Jiva Goswami, Srila Sanatan Goswami, um, the different um, behavior um, of, uh, of the different uh, gopis as they um, complain um, about, uh, as they complain about um, Krishna. So um, now the gopis um, want the, 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 the manjaris uh, uh, let Krishna know that he has some explaining to do. So with clever speech concealing their inner motive, the manjaris asked Krishna to answer a riddle concerning the nature of love. Hmm. And that Makes me, uh, oh heck. Uh, it, just, it reminds me of a, um, comment. I'm trying to remember where it is now. Um, where um, I believe it's Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. I shared this um, in uh, one of Guru Maharaj's Facebook posts where he was talking about um, indirection or speaking, you know, speaking, not, not um, uh, speaking your love directly. And um, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, um, maybe if I can, do a quick search here that might help me find it. Such a um, nice comment that I um, 
I, I thought that I would share it right at this point. And I, it had just occurred, it occurred to me too late. Um, it didn't occur to me beforehand, but it occurred to me as I was reading this that um, we should uh, hear this from Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur. If sometimes my PDFs need to be restarted in order to to do a search, um, but we'll see. Just now coming. <clears throat> oh heck, no results. So I'm not having any luck searching this. Um oh, maybe it's the last one. Well, the idea is that um, the idea is that by um, speaking um, our love directly, that it actually weakens that love. So by keeping it hidden in our hearts, um, we um, uh, where the, the love continues to burn brightly, whereas if we let it out through the gateway of our mouth, then it becomes um, uh, enervated, it becomes weakened. And uh, so here the, the Manjuris are, are speaking um, indirectly. So uh, uh, Guru Maharaj says, with clever speech concealing their inner motive, Radha's Manjuris asked Krishna to answer a riddle concerning the nature of love. Many of us are uh, familiar with this. The gopis asked about three types of lovers, yet Krishna responded, uh, describing seven kinds of love. Then he described the nature of his love for them, revealing in doing so the glory of their own love. The gopis said some love only those who love them, while others love even those who love them not. Still others love neither those who love them nor those who do not. In questioning Krishna thus, the gopis wanted to know what kind of lover he was. Why had he not reciprocated their love, leaving them to search desperately for him in the night? And why had he abandoned even Radha? In answer, Krishna revealed that he left them only to shed light on the virtue of love for which no appropriate reciprocation is possible. That love itself is the highest gain. 
Krishna said, those who love others only when others love, love very small. Dharma they know not, nor friendship do they call. Without perceiving self-benefit in love, they do not love at all. Those merciful, like parents to their children, love others even when they don't get love in return. Such lovers serve the truth of faultless religion. Self-satisfied, ungrateful, materially fulfilled, the envious, all these, love neither those who love them nor those inimical. Why do I not reciprocate when others' love is true? I want that love to grow as one rich than poor desires wealth more so. You girls who for my sake alone left world, the Vedas, and your own, I left only that your love for me would grow. I never stopped loving you. Forgive me, now you know just what your love has shown. The debt incurred I cannot pay in a life, uh, a life of Brahma's time. More than this, what can I say? Your love for me itself is more than I in mystic way. So Guru Maharaj continues the gopis, and so we know this last, uh, to be the famous Napadayaham verse <clears throat> where Krishna just admits that although he is promised in the Bhagavad Gita, that um, he will respond to our approach to him, both in, uh, in the manner and to the degree with which we surrender. <clears throat> the gopi's surrender is total. Uh, we saw that last week. We'll take an, uh, um, another look at the 16th verse today. Uh, to see just how they characterize the, the fullness um, um, of that surrender. Their, um, the absolute nature uh, of their dependence um, on Krishna. So Krishna is admitting here, I made this declaration in the Bhagavad Gita, speaking with my friend Arjuna. Um, but you have challenged me with your love. Your love is so great that I simply uh, cannot repay it. In fact, we know from hearing from uh, Guru Maharaj and our Acharyas that um, Krishna has marked their love as being so great, especially that of Radha, as being so great that it's beyond even his experience as Rasaraj. Uh, we see it that the very the very first word in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu describes Krishna, Akila Rasamrita Murti, that he is the embodiment of all love. He can reciprocate all um, varieties of affection um, in the appropriate manner and to the appropriate degree. But when, he's, uh, when he was confronted with the depth of the gopis' love, and especially uh, Srimati Radhika's love for him, he found himself stumped, stymied, that he was not, he found himself not up to the challenge. And he found himself self so intrigued that he had to, that Krishna had to appear as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, and spend his life 
searching for that love. Um, you know, we see this in the um, sixth verse of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And I, I remember reading that verse, oh, maybe more than 50 years ago, because our temple president, uh, Gursundar, um, had studied Bengali and he was um, working with Srila Prabhupada uh, on translating the uh, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, but even back in the, in the 60s. So he had um, uh, some of that work with, uh, uh, with him in his office in, in Honolulu, and he shared some of this with me. And I remember, and I was, you know, I'd been a devotee maybe for a year when I read that, and it just kind of like, well, it collapsed any conception that I had of what Krishna consciousness might be. And, and uh, something kind of new was, was born out of that. I mean, I, I was just, I was, I was completely bewildered. I was stunned. I was kind of sitting there shaking my head, reading the verse over and over again, thinking, where in the world do you find something like this? What um, Guru Maharaj has described as the um, absolute truth undergoing an existential crisis. <clears throat> I'm Rasa Raj, I'm the connoisseur of all kinds of love and affection, but here's something that even I don't understand. Well, I can kind of understand it, it's meant for me, but it's certainly beyond my own experience. This love is more intense than anything I've experienced, so I have to come again um, in a way that I can experience that um, love. So Krishna appears as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, dressed in the complexion and the mood. Uh, complexion often stands for the mood um, of Srimati Radhika uh, with the hope to taste that. And we see that he attained that and uh, he spent the last years of his life at the Gambhira at Kashi Nishra's home in Puri um, immersed in that love, I mean, it, that love is so intense that even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu couldn't really, uh, really deal with it. So the gopis questioned Krishna with a view to understand his love for them. They spoke of three types of lovers, those who love others only when they reciprocate, those who love others when they do not reciprocate, and those who did not reciprocate in either case. Krishna explained that those who love only when others reciprocate, re reciprocate in actuality do not love at all. Their love is selfish. Those who love even when they get nothing in return are merciful and love in accordance with dharma. Those who do not care for the love of others or for those who do not love them are of four types, the materially fulfilled, the ungrateful, the envious, and the self-realized all for different reasons, do not reciprocate in love. Now, hearing Krishna's response, he says, the gopis thought that Krishna did not fit any of these descriptions. They reasoned that while Krishna is a knower of values and thus might love for the sake of reciprocation, he was also, he was at the same time righteous or dharmic. Thus he was neither of these two nor could he be described as materially fulfilled or self-satisfied, for he had called them to him on this night. Since he did return, he was not ungrateful. 
nor was he envious of his superiors, <clears throat> for there is no one superior to him. Considering all of this, they were forced to conclude that Krishna was in a class of his own, and this is what Krishna had implied. What type of lover was he? He was a lover in the true sense of the term, a connoisseur of love, Rasaraj. He loved only for the sake of love's increase. And because he witnessed their love to be beyond all comparison, he loved their love and desired that love himself. Krishna revealed the glory of the gopi's love, which he himself bowed to. Although it is the promise of the Gita Upanishad that he will reciprocate in love proportionate to his devotees loving surrender, the gopis had exhausted his capacity to reciprocate. Their love is thus beyond the reach of the Veda itself. Conquered by their love, Krishna, the supreme Vedantist, Vedantakrit Vedavita, admitted that their love is more worshipful than even he is. The attainment of such love is thus the zenith of transcendental culture. Witnessing the glory of this love while hiding, Krishna himself desired to experience it. Therefore, herein we find the acme, the high point of the love life of absolute, a union between the energetic source and the energy that produces further dynamic expression. And this expression is Sri Chaitanya, a descent of Krishna in the ecstasy of Radha. Shama, the color of love became fair, the color of compassion, when Krishna desired to experience Radha's love. This third person is Sri Chaitanya, the dynamic combination of Radha and Krishna. So the devotees um, celebrate this by singing Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Mahayana, and others, other verses. Um, through Sri Chaitanya's followers, <clears throat> the secret of this love can be known by all. So this is a very, a very uh, confidential matter, um, the, 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 the nature uh, of the gopis' love for Krishna. <clears throat> you know, we hear um, how our acharyas, especially our more recent acharyas, have cautioned us um, in, in, um, uh, in our desires to approach such a, um, a subject matter. Um, we've been, been advised by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur to hold this ragamarg over our heads, to worship the ragamarg. This isn't um, something that we think that we can um, attain easily, uh, much less um, at all. It's something that can only be um, given to us. This is a, it's a matter. Uh, it's a matter of grace. Therefore, the devotees are described in the Bhagavatam. Uh, as uti bhagya, uti is an intensifier. Um, so, and bhagya means um, uh, fortune. Bhagya means fortune. So, uti bhagya means inestimably fortunate. Um, those who get uh, who get bhakti, and especially the kind of bhakti um, that uh, we see in in uh, in Vrindavan, they, um, they uh, such souls are extremely rare and and exceedingly fortunate. 
just beyond beyond fortunate. So um, the the measure. Um, oh well, maybe I should continue a little bit. <clears throat> so after the discussion, <clears throat> as we know, um, the, the Rasa dance begins, and um, it goes on. Um, well, it goes on beyond time, um, as we read in the Bhagavatam. And then at a certain point, um, the gopis uh, engage in the pastimes of being tired uh, by the rasa dance. So they engage in um, sporting with Krishna in the Jamuna River. And then afterwards, they sit together and they have um, uh, some, some, um, some talks. And um, this is, um, you know, we, we can read these things in, in Srila Prabhupada's Krishna book. We can read them um, in, in the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam. But I kind of want to focus on the essence of this, that we've, um, this is something that I um, um, uh, brought out as, as uh, uh, my uh, kind of, my, the theme that I see in the Rasa Panchajayi, um, an aspect of uh, Sharanagati. So when we previously discussed, um, gosh, what were we discussing before this? Um, oh, we were discussing uh, the Govardhan Leela, I think, and um, the uh, and I, I mentioned that this was uh, uh, for me. It seems to typify, seems to uh, highlight um, the Rakshasha uh, Titi Vishvasa and Goptritve um, Varanam aspects of uh, the uh, Angas of, of this, among the six Angas of uh, Sharanagati. Uh, the conviction that Krishna will protect us in all circumstances and accepting Krishna as our, um, you know, as our exclusive uh, maintainer. And um, what I see here in, in the gopis' uh, uh, surrender to Krishna during the Rasa Leela is um, Atmani Kshepa or Atmani Vedana, complete self-abandonment. Um, Srila Prabhupada often translates that um, as um, giving up all interest other than the Lord's interest. So we saw last week in the 15th, um, uh, verse of the Gopi Gita, or the Gopis sang, Atati Yadbhavan Adnikananam, Truti Yugayate Tvam Apashyatam, Kutila Kuntalam Sri Mukanchate, Jarodikshatam Pakshmakundarsham. When, oh, that's the wrong verse. Oh, that's not the verse. Oh, I was actually thinking of the 16th verse. But there, actually, there was something in the 15th verse that I meant to point out last, last week that, uh, that occurred to me in conjunction with um, the, the classes that we, uh, we have here at the temple. Uh, we'd been reading, we had been reading the 11th chapter uh, of the third canto. So this is um, calculation of time from the atom. And so we see these different calculations of time starting from these very small um, 
particles of, of, of a second, one of which is a truti. And I don't remember now just which tiny, tiny fraction of a second um, a truti is. Um, but it's, it's, it's something that you know, we may be able to measure with our atomic clocks or something like that. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very small um, uh, uh, measurement of time. And here the gopis are saying, truti yugayate, we see that as a yuga. We see that as an age of Brahma, as a lifetime of Brahma. If you go off to the forest, um, even a, 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 truti, a truti becomes like a yuga for us um, because we can't see you. But in the 16th verse, they say, Dear Achuta, you know very well why we have come here. Who but a cheater like you would abandon young women who come to see him in the middle of the night, enchanted by the loud song of his flute? Just to see you, we have completely rejected our husbands, children, ancestors, brothers, and other relatives. So the gopis are making it really plain to Krishna. This is, you know, you're clearly a cheater. You've called us out. You've moved us to give up everything that's important to a young woman. Um, husbands, children, the ancestors, the brothers, the reputation of our village, everything. Um, the, the, call, the sound of your flute, hearing that fifth note, especially of your flute, in which each gopi heard her own name. We hear this from, from Guru Maharaj frequently. In which each gopi heard her own name. And then they rushed out into the forest and they, who did, who did they found, find? They found each other. They found their group. They found their crew. And um, such a, it's such a wonderful thing. And here they are, they're, they're complaining to Krishna. What can, you know, this, this is, I mean, this is just awful cheating. It's not fair. We've given up everything because you blow on your little flute. We drop everything. We abandon everything. And we come just to see you. And then you leave us. How, how is that fair? So here we see how deep, how profound the measure of the gopis' love for Krishna is. And so to me, um, this uh, um, highlights um, that one aspect um, of Sharanagati, that one anga of Sharanagati, um, Atmanikshepa completely casting away our own self-interest. And um, when we're able to appreciate uh, that depth um, of the gopis' love for Krishna, then um, you know, we may find, and, and that, happened, that, that will happen um, simply by the grace um, of uh, the guru and the other devotees of our different gurus, our, uh, Diksha Guru and our Shiksha Gurus, even our Vartmara Pradarshika Guru. I was just reflecting this morning 
on um, the you know the different devotees by whose mercy um, I wherever I wherever that is I am where I am um, devotionally um, to the extent that I have some appreciation for what bhakti yoga is that is the responsibility that is to the credit of oh um, probably a, a, a long list of devotees that I probably wouldn't be able to complete um, because I being such an ingrate myself, I, I may not be able to remember all the devotees whose kindness has, has brought me uh, at least as far um, as I have uh, might have come. So, um, so this, this is, in a sense, the very essence of the Srimad Bhagavatam. This complete self-surrender, complete throwing away. Uh, nikshepa uh, means like uh, throwing away, just rejecting, turning your, completely turning your back on um, our own self-interest. So Srila uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has um, summarized the essence of Lord Chaitanya's teachings in a verse um, from a commentary um, often referred to as, Ch as Chaitanya Manjusha or Ch Chaitanya Muttaman Manjusha. Um, Manjusha means uh, treasure chest, just like um, many years ago, Guru Maharaj uh, uh, published uh, a little book called Kirtan Manjusha, which was a collection of all the um, songs that Srila B.R. Sridhar Maharaj, Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj um, wrote um, in Sanskrit and, and Bengali. And um, so this, uh, we actually see just this in this verse, just this verse it's, uh, alone is a sort of treasure chest of Sri Chaitanya's teachings. So Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur writes, Aradhyo Bhagavan Brajeshataniyas Tadhama Vrindavanam Ramyakachirupasana Brajavadhu Bargena Ya Kalpita Srimad Bhagavatam Pramanam Amalam Prema Pum Arto Mahan Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Matam Mitam Idam Tatradaro Napara So Aradhyo Bhagavan, the highest Aradhyo um, Bhagavan Brajesha, the highest object of worship, our object of worship is Bhagavan, Brajendanandana Sri Krishna. He is our only worshipable object. Um, and Tadhama Vrindavanam, as well, his own abode, uh, Sri Vrindavantam, is as worshipable um, as he. And then um, the, the second of this verse, Srila Prabhupada cited um, a number of times. Ramya kachirupasana rajabhadu bhargena ya kalpita. The mood, the method of worship, um, sometimes Srila Prabhupada would say conceived of, and certainly, as we see here in, in the Rasalila, are uh, executed by the young women of Vrindavan, the Brajabadhus, the young women, young brides, it could be, but uh, Badhu can also mean uh, young women. 
So the young gopis of Vrindavan. This is the highest perfectional stage of love of God. Ramyakachi dupasana brajabadu vargena yakalpita. And um, Srimad Bhagavatam amalam pramanam, a pramanam amalam. Uh, Srimad Bhagavatam is the uh, amalam, the, the purest um, evidence of what the goal of human life is, what the real goal of human life is. So then he takes us, and Prabhupada also cited the last part of this um, uh, pada as well, this half, uh, half a line um, of this verse, uh, prema pumarto mahan. So this takes us beyond the four purusharta, uh, four purushartas, the four values or uh, goals, uh, four things valued by human beings, dharma, artha, kama, and moksha, which, as we know, Krishna exhorts us to abandon, completely abandon at the end of the Bhagavad Gita, sarva dharman parityajya. Parityajya means to completely uh, 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 renounce, completely reject. And then um, following up on that, uh, the second verse of the Bhagavatam, the Vastu Nirdesha Shloka of the Bhagavatam, which tells us the subject matter and also shares with us the most suitable audience for the Bhagavatam. It says, Dharma Projita Kaitavotra, Paramo Nirmatsaran. That this is now for those who have done this, those who have accomplished this, who have given up all cheating forms of religion. And Krishnadaskar, and I, I like to explain this frequently. I like to remind myself of this that Krishna, in the 22nd chapter of the Mati Lila, um, Prior to explaining the 64 angas of Sadhana Bhakti, Krishnadas Kaviraj, um, when he discusses the second verse of the Bhagavatam, the Bhastu Nirdesha Shloka, he asks, well, What do we mean by cheating religion? Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha, Vansha. Any dharma, any religion, any, any sense of duty based on self interest, any kind of self interest, whether it's becoming virtuous, um, enjoying the fruits of that virtue, which is which may be material progress, um, uh, and and the comma actually enjoying um, uh, the, those fruits of that material progress. Or once we understand that the whole thing is is a scam, that the whole thing is is just um, uh, uh, well, it's it's a cheat. Then we want liberation. Then we desire uh, release from our suffering. But these are all about me. But here we see the gopis, their love is all about Krishna. And we were looking at some of the commentaries uh, in the Gopi Gita last week that where um, uh, Sanatan and uh, Jiva and Vishnu Chakravarti talkers, where they were um, explaining to us how, even though it seems like they're complaining about their self-interest having been neglected, it's they who neglected their self-interest. They're all about Krishna. We know that it will give you pleasure if you hang out with us, if you speak with us, if you dance with us. Therefore, why, why are you cheating yourself? That you know, the, the, the Acharyas um, revealed to us that this is that the gopis' complaints are all about um, Krishna's pleasure. So 
the Bhagavatam alone is it, itself the mm, spotless, immaculate scriptural evidence, and that Krishna Prema is the supreme object, object of life. Prema Pumarto Mahan. So we've got, gone beyond the uh, Purusharthas to what is often referred to as the Panchama Purushartha, Prem Prayojana, the actual fruit um, um, of, of sadhana. Uh, the fruit of the, the goal of sadhana bhakti is to attain bhava, and um, bhava bhakti uh, brings us to the stage of prema. So that's that's the uh, fruit um, of, uh, of bhava bhakti. So and, oh, we were talking. Yeah, when we were I was I was speaking about um, um, you know, how um, how bhakti. Is, is the greatest thing of all. Uh, and, and this is the apex, the high point uh, of bhakti, the, the, the kind of love uh, conceived of and demonstrated uh, by the gopis um, of Vrindavan. So this is terribly confidential um, um, uh, uh, business. Um, and then Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Matam Idam Tatradaro Naparaha. In our opinion, and in the opinion of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we understand th these are the teachings of, of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And following him, we see that there is nothing, there is no other conclusion that can be reached by followers of the Bhagavatam. This is um, the actual. Um, goal of human life. Human life is meant for bringing us to the point of complete self-abandonment so that we can appreciate um, the, the depth of the love uh, that the residents of Vrindavan have for Krishna. Um, I, I sometimes mention the um, evening nectar of devotion, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, um, classes that I have online with a small group of devotees. There are usually um, not more than six or seven of us. We've been doing this for some time. We just finished um, on Monday. We just finished the uh, uh, the chapters in Nectar of Devotion and the chapter, uh, uh, second chapter, I believe, of, of the... Um, uh, section of the uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Anyway, the chapter on Prayo Bhakti or um, uh, Sakyarati, uh, uh, the friendly love for Krishna. And it was, I, I was, as we were finishing up uh, that chapter in, in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, after having finished the last chapter on, on Sakya Rasa in, in the Nectar of Devotion, there is such I don't know, thick, condensed nectar, so much at the end of that chapter that shows us just how intense even prayobhakti, even sakyarati is. Um, it was so wonderful. And um, I, I was lamenting that, I, you know, that I hadn't recorded the session particularly lamenting that there were only three of us on the line that day, that, that evening. And I, I, one of the, I know one of the others is a long time uh, good friend of mine, that he 
has a strong appreciation uh, for Sakya Rasa as well. And I just thought, oh, it is such a shame that my friend Bidagdamadu is not here tonight because he would be, he would just, you know, he would, he would be so happy um, hearing all this. And I really, I, I would have, my, my, my pleasure at sharing with the devotees would have been increased even more by sharing it um, with Vidagta. And now we're getting into the section um, uh, on um, Vatsalya Rati. Um, and, and then next, the um, relatively short chapter on Madhura Rati. And we see here just how profound that love is. Um, it's so intense, it's so consuming that um, the gopis are able to abandon um, all self-interest altogether as they themselves um, uh, as they themselves explained. So you know as I pointed out in our first session, this is um, a terribly um, confidential part of Srimad Bhagavatam. And Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur would um, sometimes um, instruct his disciples that they not read these parts of the Bhagavatam or even read about these parts of the Bhagavatam in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, these particularly confidential parts, unless they were reading through. You know, they shouldn't um, spend a lot of time dwelling on this, thinking that by their exercise um, that they would be able to um, enter into the Gopi Bhava. Um, this is something that's conferred on us by grace, um, by our practice. And that practice is given to us in that um, second chapter um, of uh, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, about Sadhana Bhakti. And as I pointed out in my uh, discussions of, of the power of bhakti, Srila Jiva Goswami's conclusion, at least in, um, in the Bhakti Sandarpa, is that even sadhana bhakti has, must have some power to control Krishna, if only because we can only attain bhava bhakti by engaging in sadhana bhakti, and it's only bhava bhakti that gives us prema bhakti. Um, so this is, um, this is so powerful. This whole thing is so powerful, and it's so confidential. And so I, I mentioned um, in our first meeting, why we would even discuss this at all. Uh, and one reason is um, we did, we, uh, Padmanabha Maharaj arranged this series <clears throat> simply for Kartik so that we could draw some grace, some of Srimati Radharani's mercy, so that we could make um, some real advancement. Um, in our bhakti, called uh, genuine progress, noticeable, measurable progress in our bhakti. But the other reason is hearing the rasa lila in the proper way from the proper source itself is unbelievably powerful. So we see at the end of the rasa dance, in um, uh, the 30, uh, at the end of the 30, uh, 3rd chapter of the 10th canto, um, as we've heard many times from, from Guru Maharaj, um, uh, King Parikit has asked 
for the benefit of the audience, he's because he recognizes that the audience that's gathered here on the bank of the river to um, hear his conversation with Sukadev Goswami is a very mixed audience. There are there are very elevated bhaktas, there are jnanis, there are yogis, uh, there are sankhites, there are all kinds of people who came to hear this from all over the universe, demigods even, and um, including and Vyasadev and, and Narada Muni we see in the audience as well. Um, Sukadev's guru and his guru, and Vyasadev's guru, Narada Muni. So this is a very, a, a very broad audience. So for the benefit of that broad audience so that they don't misunderstand that this is some ordinary romance story and that they can indulge their own mundane um, romantic fantasies um, by uh, contemplating Krishna's rasa dance with the gopis. He asks, how is it that Krishna, the embodiment of Dharma, can do such a uh, strange thing as spend the, the evening, spend the night um, with young women, many of whom um, are already married to somebody else. And so Shukadev Goswami says, you know, well, you have to understand that actually we're talking about uh, the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And in the last verse of the Rasa Panchajayi, he explains it like this. Anyone who faithfully hears or describes the Lord's playful affairs with the young gopis of Vrindavan, this is described as Vikriditam Vishnu. The Lord's, and this is this, these are the Lord's playful pastimes with the go, young gopis of Vrindavan, will attain the, the Lord's pure devotional service. Thus, he will quickly become sober and conquer lust, the disease of the heart. Hearing properly about the Rasalila, hearing um, with faith, with humility, Shradhanbita, faithfully. That means hearing with uh, uh, submission with humility and hearing from someone, um, uh, 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 well, hearing from someone who's able to present it in a way that it will purify us, someone who actually understands that this will purify us even of the lust that binds us here to this material world. So today here in, uh, in the US, today um, is celebrated as Thanksgiving Day. It's one of the big holidays on the um, American calendar. And um, it's people have different people have different views of, of what, what Thanksgiving should be. It's, it's uh, 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 supposedly a celebration of some mythical cooperation between um, the locals um, of uh, North America, um, especially of New England and these interlopers who, um, apparently, you know, made it through the, the, the previous year only with the help of the, the local folks, um, the um, indigenous Americans, First Nations, um, however uh, we may call them. 
But I think more broadly and, and more to the real point of, of the interest of human life is that um, it's a day um, of uh, acknowledging the gratitude we feel for all the blessings that we um, get. And so I, I want to um, uh, begin this day by acknowledging my gratitude for those of you who've joined me um, in, um, in discussing the, um, the Rasa Panchajai um, to uh, my dear friend um, uh, Padmanabha Maharaj for engaging me like this. And, um, and of course, um, to um, all my gurus, um, especially to um, uh, our uh, Swami Tripurari and to my own um, beloved divine master and his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada for bringing um, these topics to our attention in a way that, uh, that we may sit down um, let our ears and our hearts perk up enough that we you know that we will take notice and and um, benefit gradually from hearing um, faithfully about these things and and I accept um, the invitation to to discuss these things with the devotees as a way of trying to repay at um, a debt that's impossible to pay um, from uh, from my gurus and, and from all my um, spiritual benefactors, especially. And uh, so I, I thank you all um, so very much for, for joining me in this little journey this past month in, in observance of Sri Radha's month uh, of, of Kartik. Um, oh, it's the bottom of the hour, so I should stop here and see if there are... Um, if, this, if there's any discussion, any comments or, or questions. Um, because we didn't have an interpreter today, our audience has been pared down. Um, and uh, so again, uh, we're a very small, um, intimate uh, group. Um, so any questions or comments? Hopefully comments. I, I, I'm not sure how well I can deal with questions on subject matter like this. Okay, well, with um, much gratitude, um, I guess we can um, uh, end here. And uh, I, I thank you all once again. And we'll see you next month on Saturdays to discuss Guru Tattva, um, which will be um, very uh, purifying uh, for me. Um, so, uh, and, and uh, I, uh, I, I look forward to seeing, and that'll be Saturday morning. So we may have a different, a completely different audience. Although we know um, Shamananda and Sakirati will always be there. They'll be my, uh, my hosts. I have so many wonderful devotees whose affection for me is hard for me to explain. When they tell me what they see in me, I, I think, and it's the same with the, some of the devotees here. And I have, I think, pretty close relationships with, with some of them. Like, Sham, Sham and Sakyarati and I, it was like, there's like this immediate thing, you know, we just started sharing each, our hearts with each other. And she insisted 
the moment we met in Prague, we were walking around Prague and she insisted on carrying my backpack. Although the only things in my backpack were my passport and my wallet. And I said, I'm not that old and I think I can manage. And she just, she badgered me until, uh, until I relented and, and let her do um, that. And she has been taking care of me um, she and Shamananda. Shamananda has been so uh, such a wonderful friend for for so many years, um, such a source of, of of delight. So I feel very close to particular devotees. Also, um, uh, our friend Hari Lila in in Poland. Um, uh, she and I became um, we, we well we developed a, a, a kind of closeness. Um, during the three months that she spent at, at, at Madhuvan a few years ago. And, and I'm very happy to see that she's uh, now uh, very nice. Her, her life is very nicely situated. And she, uh, out of her kindness, out of her very soft, warm heart, has attributed that um, in part to me. And, and I, I'll accept that. I, what can I say? Um, I don't have a clue how other people see me, uh, except for what they tell me. And I have to accept that uh, that also uh, with so much gratitude. So we'll see you Saturdays next month to discuss um, to discuss Guru Tattva, um, a topic uh, near and dear to all our hearts. Thank you so much, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Marit, there are a few comments in the chat just to see. Oh, oh, okay. Let me take a quick look and see what we got. Oh. Well, what I see is thank you. <laughs> uh, is there something beyond that? I, what yeah. can I say? Yeah, thank yous you, from three people. Than, <laughs> yeah, thank yous from Rajahari, from Sharada, um, and Pedro Paolo, um, and Govinda Mohini as well. Uh, I, thank, and thank you all. This is, um, I don't know, this is this has just become a wonderful part of, of, of my week. Um, for the uh, a good, uh, for the better part of this year, and um, you know, it's a little rough for me to do this because it's, I'm, it's in the middle of the morning program here in Honolulu. Um, but um, I make no excuses about being late when I when I show up. I just I just shrug and say, "What can I say? Devotees have engaged have engaged me uh, in in uh, discussing Hari Kata with them. How can I refuse?" Um, so uh, we'll see you um, in a week and a half. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Tripad Bhakti Ap and by Ashram Maharaj Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai. Oh, I can end it.